This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is going on here? I here's I stopped looking at Twitter. I stopped looking at MSNBC or CNN. Fox News, I've never looked at, obviously. Yeah. I'm only looking at NPR now. Yeah. NPR.org. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of PBS because I can't trust anyone. No, you, you really I, can't. And I can't sa- trust anyone. I, said, I, I, I stopped watching MSNBC years ago because I was just like, I don't need this energy. It's so partisan. MSNBC was making me stupid. It was, it's so partisan. Right? It's so partisan. Yeah. It's it's the Fox News of the left, you know. It's yes. just like yeah. I understand why people are afraid of liberals. If you watch MSNBC, you should be afraid. MSNBC and Fox News should be uh, not allowed. Cable news, cut it out. Cut it out. It, news should be f- from the people for the people. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. publicly funded. Yes. NPR, PBS. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of celebrity news. I'm sick of 24 hour news. There was a thing that I saw the other day <clears throat> that. Obviously, guys, uh, welcome to the show. You're, I mean, we <laughs> I'm know OG what's Kim going and that on. is Peter Kim. <laughs> I, I'm Peter Kim. I'm, I'm angry. I'm fucking angry at these news outlets. I'm angry at the media. I know that's such a cliche thing. Well, the media, the media. But the media is fucking pissing me off. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching the news the other day, and they're interviewing someone from um, Pennsylvania. Okay. Right? About Biden, like, Oh, Biden won Pennsylvania, blah, blah. And then they go, they pivot and go, oh, but what if he didn't win? What would that mean? To at, On NBC, I'm like, what are you doing? What this. is the point of this? You have, you have no news left that you have to posit hypotheses and, and opinions? I don't, want to, I, want, I don't want to see op-eds on TV. I mean, I, I barely read the op-ed of New York Times stuff. I'm just like, I don't need to know. I don't. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I have my own opinion. Like yeah, <laughs> and my own editorials. Yeah. I don't care. I just give me the fucking facts. I'm so pissed. I mean, especially in this Kyungi yeah. where Biden won hands down four million plus votes. Overwhelming. And overwhelming. overwhelming. Uh, we're at two hundred seventy three. Electoral, mm-hmm. I believe, or two seventy nine. Some people still haven't uh, uh, fucking closed Nevada, Arizona yet. Georgia, yeah. It's this is the type of sh- and, and we should all be um, educated enough to know that this is how elections work. But because we have a fucking turd, bitch, Cheeto president, he just keeps telling everyone these lies and everyone's going around just be beating their chest saying these lies are true and, and msnbc is going what if the lies were true you know and it's just like that's irresponsible <laughs> it's kind of like well what if have you ever experienced democracy hi like it's, like, <laughs> it's like what are we talking about who fucking what cares i mean that being said okay Right now, in this moment, what is it? 9-11. Oh, we are 9-11. At this moment, right now, for me, mm. I was thinking mm. about it. I was just like, well, one, this moment, jo- Joe Biden is unequivocally the winner yes. of the election. Yes. 
Um, all the votes have yet to be tabulated. All of the states have yet to close down and consider yes. the counting to be completed. Mm-hmm. Yes. In spite of that, mm-hmm. in history, precedent has been set that a winner has been declared. Yes. And the states themselves can say it. And among the states that have closed voting, they it would still be unequivocally his win. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> this isn't 2000 shit. This is just like no. this blowout this country. This is not hundreds of votes. No, These is, are this is thousands bl- and thousands, thousands of votes. This is blowout country. We're in blowout yes. country. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we shot past close call country. We're in blowout yeah. country. Okay. Like, yeah. Let's settle in, baby. Like, it's okay. At this moment, okay, outside of all of that, at the very beginning, okay, this bitch gave us two days to celebrate. And then, mm-hmm. and now we're back to diarrhea. Fuck this guy. Yes. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. But more importantly, manipulative manipul- abuser. But more importantly, okay, because this guy is just saying, Lies. Everyone is reporting mm-hmm. it as lies. Mm-hmm. It is everyone is like he's saying this without no, without any evidence. Mm-hmm. I say that right now, this moment in history will go down as a moment where the Republican Party showed up as a spineless, backstabbing mm-hmm. traitors, traitors. Traitor, tra- treasonous behavior. Yes, this this will they all know they're doing it. They They do know know they're doing it. They're doing it. They do know they're doing Mm -hmm. it. Pompeo, Mitch, yes, whoever he he just hired some fucking graduate student from um, George Washington University (laughs) to uh, to lead up the Secretary of Defense. A second tier university? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's that exactly. He doesn't know anyone from fucking Harvard. He barely graduated UPenn. He paid through that process. I mean, this guy is a fucking schmuck. He's a stain. He's a fucking bloody shit stain on a thousand count Egyptian cotton sheet set. All right. He's a fucking bed bug. This guy. Disgusting. And it's not even about politics anymore. And let's stop talking, saying it's politics. It's not. Yeah. It's straight up fucking fascism and call that shit out. And anyone who voted for him, including my fucking family, you're dead to me. (laughs) I will see you at Christmas if you come visit. But you will be a ghost. You'll be a fucking ghoul. <laughs> Sick of all these fucking people, man. I was really disgusting. I, I, I really went off because I was I was driving back and I've heard I've been really offline because after he refused to concede and all this stuff about how it's a lie and then just seeing this seeing this whole news cycle sort sort of turn around on its head and now mm. it's becoming a different sort of coverage. I, I stepped away because it was making me too upset. Yeah, because you know why? The news media does not care. Media does not care. Government and civics and people know that this is horseshit. Yeah. And this is a fucking carnival. At the end of the day, he has no evidence. They have no ev- Republicans have no evidence. They they have not uh, put up anything. And they're all they're saying is fucking lies, lies, fraud, fraud, hoax, hoax. From the beginning. This is the fucking party that told you Corona is a uh, fake. <laughs> so stop it. Yeah, when you can't facing... pick and choose anymore. You can't fucking pick and choose what you support and what you don't support. Not with this party. Not with the GOP as it currently stands. So I was upset. I upset Fucking away. Nazis. I was, I was listening to the news driving back and I heard that because he has refused to concede for the first time yeah. in modern presidential history in terms of transition of power, mm-hmm. the new president-elect has not been getting briefed 
by the CIA. Now, that piece of information really set me spiraling because that is beyond politics. This is national Mm -hmm. security. This is beyond partisan sort of quibbling or a man refusing just like having his ego and the hubris of his ego get him. No. Because that's, that's Trump, right? That's his issue. That's his story. But the fact that it's affecting our lives, that the CIA cannot brief the president-elect who will be taking over in the not-too-distant future, these motherfuckers are trying to leverage the lame duck session into something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what's fucked into, up. Into revolution. Yeah. On their end, yeah. They're trying to steal the country. And, and this is Venezuela. Like, this is exactly what we use the CIA to fucking <laughs> disrupt other people's government. <laughs> When this happens, this is the part of the movie when the the guy gets taken out. Yes. All right. And then the unlikely hero rises from that ash and then like he has to learn to shoot, you know, like there's a montage of him like getting like having to train and, and, you know, and like we, we watch him like do uh, uh, push-ups. We should be we should be fucking stringing these people up like the Jacobins back in the French Revolution. Yes, I was you know what I mean. Jacobins. Like these motherfuckers <laughs> need to be. Uh, uh, oh my god! We gotta take Talk all these, about moment gotta, in history. We gotta take those red pants. We gotta take those red yeah. pants. We gotta <laughs> deep pants. <laughs> you gotta deep pants them. <laughs> uh, in the long run, I do believe in us. I do believe in our republic, and it will. The will of the people will be met. One hundred percent. Will there be an everlasting tear in the fabric of our nation and democracy? One hundred percent. Yeah, because because that's what we signed up with when we fucking elected him. Because even when you patch a patch a tear, there's a patch. There's a patch. There's a tear. Even if no matter how small you make the little stitches, no matter how beautiful you do it, there's still a tear. It becomes a part of a larger larger tapestry. I'm not saying that it can't be repaired. I'm saying there will be a tear there. There will be some an evidence of this rupture, inevitable, like irrevocable sort of damage, right? Mm -hmm. And this it can't be healed. Sometimes it can be better because, like you know, I don't know if we have a chance to be healed. This talk about soul of our nation. We don't have one anymore. We are we are multiple nations. We don't have identity as a national identity, and it's really sick. It's disgusting, is what it is. And the conservative party has been turned into mongrels. They, you know, it used to be people who are like, ah, uh, you know, I'm fiscally conservative and I'm Christian and family values, blah blah. But all of this has become. Uh, basically we've called him out for what that is, which is toxic patriarchy and racism. And now that we've called him out, they're like, we're here, baby. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the articulation of the Republican message as it stands now is bizarre because it is so antithetical to what, I mean, it took one, it spun around in w- w- one election cycle it went from Republicans. It, are, it was growing with Tea Party. Yes, but that's that's yeah. one president. That's like yeah, two Obama. terms. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's that's it. That's all it took yeah. to <laughs> turn this. In, it took a recession yeah, and a black president to turn this into. I don't even know. I mean, the thing about it is conservatism, smaller government. Um, you know, giving more individual rights to back to in, uh, individual states' rights. Like that's a. a Template and that's an idea that has 
uh, between larger government, that is a central sort of division that has existed in our country since its, in, since its inception, right? I'm talking fucking Alexander fucking Hamilton. I'm talking about Andrew Jackson being angry about the bank of, uh, the, you know, the U.S. bank. Like, I'm saying this is central. This division is central to us. It has been fostered hardy, vigorous debate. It's never been like this. I mean, no. people... I mean, aside, I mean, you know, people get upset, but the only time it's ever gotten this emotional is around slavery. Like, you know, Sumner, Sumner getting fucking beat down on the floor of the, uh, of the Senate. I mean, that's a thing. People get swept away, individuals, but for the population to be this divided and to not even agree about the basics of reality. Yes. That's the number one thing. And that's why I'm talking about the media being responsible. It's irresponsible to, to squeeze out ad dollars and ad time in lieu of protecting the integrity of our fucking election. I'm, fuck you, MSNBC. I'm never giving fuck money. Fuck you, Fox News. I'm never giving money. Yeah. I'm never giving yeah. money to the DNC ever again. When I saw those ever. numbers, I saw Go the numbers. Direct. Once I saw those numbers of how much money we gave to stupid races... I mean, millions and millions, millions of dollars. Just and uh, used poorly. No central messaging, no, no strategy. We, okay? we, we, couldn't, we couldn't find one graphic. We couldn't find a logo or something. <laughs> like nobody An would say, yeah, we can get into, get, we can get a motherfucker into Photoshop and yeah. like just have one <laughs> unifying message. What the fuck? We're doing that with our Instagram page. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. This is what it comes down to. It's the fucking age. And our friend Erin Diamond, she's been saying that. She was like, call, call me a fucking ageist, but I'll say it. There should never be a 75-year-old running government. No. Never. Anyone in no. their 70s. Go away. Or live a good golden life. Yes. Don't try to hold on to power. It should be for the young. Yes. What the fuck are you going to do? We are Use it for 10 more years, we, this world? We are the majority of the country. How about this? Yes. This is a new. We're being choke held. We should we should actually have an, an amendment. Like if you cannot use your phone, <laughs> you cannot hold office. Like if yeah. you need to give your phone, you and you like look down and you like put the, pull down your glasses. You're like trying to you poke around on your phone, be like I don't know how to use that app. <laughs> yeah. You cannot run for office. Yeah. That's I mean that's yeah. like that has to be a test. It has to be a test. Like if you can't do that, that means and it's basic. That is the new the cost of milk. Like, yes, you, exactly. that should be the, the benchmark. benchmark. It's like, if you yes. do not know how to use your phone, if you cannot talk to Siri, we do not talk to you. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, like, that's like a fucking yeah. thing. Like, because that. Absolutely. It, I agree with that. It belies like a, a level of like lack of connection to what is happening yeah. now. You're not going to be able to understand. If you can't control your pee, whatever your age it is, <laughs> young or old, you can't be in government. How about that? <laughs> All right. If your body is telling you that you are not able to walk around and hold your own refuse inside your meat sack, <laughs> then you can't fucking run for government. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off that we don't have a fucking we don't have anyone who's smart in charge on either side. No. On either side, there's no one fucking smart in charge. They're all greedy little fucking white pigs. All right who won't share the wealth, who won't share the exposure, who won't share the platform. The Republican Party, we get it why you won't. Because you hate you hate the fact that the demographics are changing. But the DNC, you act like you fucking like it. But you don't. Yeah. Don't lie to us. 
You tell us you like it. You're like, oh my god, everyone. It's so you know, inclusion is so important. Sensitivity training. You know, like shut the fuck up. This is like Second City putting up that plaque and being like, <laughs> we did it. Fuck you, Second City. <laughs> Where does Second City go? <laughs> I don't know. I just needed to. I know they're trying to get sold. So. F- fuck you i just think about it you know like we we talk about like in the last few episodes we were hearkening back to how we started this thing because of trump in in, in a response to the fact of feeling so helpless and and traumatized and here we are dealing with the last like screeching uh, like a fucking death cry of the trump era Mm -hmm. and it just it's bringing me back it's triggering me back to second city and what they were doing and what the signs we were seeing on that stage on that ETC stage when these droves and droves of Midwesterners and, uh, you know, people from everywhere came in wearing MAGA shirts, MAGA hats, treating us like shit, you know, being disrespectful to us. And, you know, I was fucking calling these motherfuckers out pre-election and Second City was gaslighting me saying that you're crazy. You should see a therapist. Maybe you should see a psychiatrist. You need drugs. Maybe you need help. This is the type of shit that's happening now. They're doing that to us as a population now, four years later, and I won't have it. I mean, this is Jan- th- this is what's so particularly dangerous about this, Peter, is because we took all of that despair and anger, 2015 into 2016. Yeah. The, I mean, truly trauma. We took that and we balled it up. We were we uh-huh. grieved the appropriate amount. We raged the appropriate amount, and then we got to mm-hmm. work. And then we got to yeah. work and we single-mindedly went towards this election with the idea of, and we accomplished that fucking goal. We won. We won. I mean, that's- We won we, and we're still we, angry. We, and, we, and the thing is, and we still can't drag our asses across the finish line. We won. Why are we yeah. not, why are, we crossed the finish line and now we're, we're on the other side of the finish line? This is like, yeah. this is, this is truly some gaslighting shit. It's like, we mm-hmm. won and they're like, oh, did you win? I don't think you, I, don't, I don't think, I think so. so. You didn't win. You, I, are you Trump sure? for four more years. Are you sure that you that sure? was the finish line? But you cheated. But are you sure? You cheated. You, you kinda, stole it. I kind of saw you use um, steroids like in the middle of the race. <laughs> you were shooting up steroids, shooting steroids in the middle. I saw that. You're like, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, this is the shit that makes despair permanent. This mm-hmm. is the shit that disfranchises, disengages, and makes certain that people get locked out of the process in, um, forever. That feels so portrayed as they did in 2000. It created a generation of people that didn't think that the system was for them. We're doing the exact same fucking thing with this. And the Republicans are doing it incredibly intentionally. And the Repo- Democrats need to act in order to save this voting block. They, we need to move Republicans to- are being fucking bullies. Yes. And uh, Democrats are being pussies. Allowed, we need allow- someone to- allowing ourselves to be bullied. Yes. I hate this. And uh, mark my words, January 20th, I will be marching on fucking Washington, D.C. If that motherfucker won't leave, I'm about to go in there and drag his ass out by his snout. (laughs) Believe it. On January 20th, when he's a civilian and no longer the president. Oh my God. Civilian to civilian, I would drag that little piggy out of his fucking pen and spank him all the way down Black Lives Matter Plaza. (laughs) I'm sick of this shit. I mean, that's why I read NPR because NPR will only give me headlines saying 
yes, Trump is not conceding, but Biden is moving forward, yeah. and transition teams are talking to scientists, and uh, these, this is who he's uh, choosing for chief of staff. These people have reached out and congratulated, blah, blah, blah. So I like that NPR is staying with the facts and not clickbaiting me into like fear baiting because people we're we're constantly clicking and watching to be assuaged of this non-stop despair and fear but guess what we this is made up this is all fucking hyper hypothesis none of this is actually real yeah like none of this. him none of this is real it's all fucking political drama and it, we are so addicted to the fucking politics of our government that we don't actually know how our government ought to work. Mm -hmm. Like um, Eric ordered a pocket-sized constitution the other day and I was like, I think I need to actually read that because I need to know what the fuck it says because uh, the last time I saw even a glimpse of the uh, of the um, constitution was maybe in 2006 in, in the fucking movie National Treasure. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> On a on a burnt edge scroll. <laughs> That's the only time I ever saw the Constitution. I mean, I I yeah, I would say the last time I actually looked at and lo read the Constitution was in eighth grade, and when I became a citizen. But I only read the Bill of Rights. I didn't read the whole thing. Okay. I just I I, just I only studied amendments. I only studied what would be on the test. I did not. <laughs> I did not do any of the extra. As you do. As yeah, you I do. did not redo any of the extra reading. No, no. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. it is it is infuriating and uh, to a degree that is, I mean, the thing about it is this is what's so dangerous is that I'm spent, honey, I'm dry, Tired. like I'm, I'm, I'm as a Parched. sponge, I'm, I'm, you gotta, you gotta put me back in the water and there is no water. We're in a drought. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I, I, that's what's so especially dangerous and insidious about this move is that like already a population of voting block has done its work cross the finish line and now mm -hmm. we're you're asking them but but actually there's like another can you chip in more money for these lawsuits i get the f I, if you ask me miss pelosi i am sorry but no no bitch no, no nancy no. you're not getting nothing from me no, no you gotta right? you have to hop maybe one you of reach scarves. into your own fucking yeah. pocketbook yeah miss millionaire yeah you're gonna have to do that and figure out how yeah you're gonna have to ask your little saudi friends yeah. or whoever the fuck you're in bed with hun because <laughs> you're not getting it from the kims <laughs> Either Unji or Peter. Yeah, not, who are the no only Kim. Kims. <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm just like, no. I I literally I, I replied to one of those emails being like, no. <laughs> I love that you replied. I just needed no to get it off my email. Time. I know. No, no, I know. <laughs> but I just needed to send it. I needed to be like, you need to stop. You have you used millions me. and upon millions in your war chest that you fucking squandered. You know, yeah. and as a and I can't, in good conscience, reward that behavior. I Never simply again. cannot. I will give no. individual races. I will give Stacey Abrams and her organization money. Yeah, New Georgia Project. New Project. Yes, New Georgia yeah. Project. Till I die. Fair fight, Georgia. Yes. I mean, for sure. And the thing is, Stacey did it the way in which you cannot be gaslit. Like, it's well, just, she made a sustainable. Uh, um, a structure for to get the money and also 
go door to door and have a strategy behind it. Her strategy was saying, hey, look, the voting block and demographics of Atlanta and Georgia are changing. And this is what we need to do with these people and this money. And this is what I need from you. And this matters. That's how she. It matters. And she it was it was a heart to heart. It was a heart to heart. It wasn't just a stupid blanketing of TV ads at media buys that make no sense. And it was, it was, it's an impassioned plea on a personal level that on the episode before last week's, we were talking about that. It's like, this is what's important. This is what matters, you know, and that it's like, it's changing hearts and minds on a very basic level. Cause like a vote voting, your vote is a very precious thing. Mm-hmm. And people need to know that and not feel like it doesn't matter. Right. You know, and that's exactly. what when we say money and we just blanket people with ad uh, TV buys, that's what makes it that's what it makes it feels like to them. Like exactly. they, they they're not even hearing me because this message has nothing to do with what I care about. Right. You know, they they don't even have like a uniform logo. They don't even care. That's been the whole thing behind, you know, the the DNC. There's no. None of us were even engaged until Hillary lost. It's because it's because not because because the none of us were represented. Because none of the polls, because quote unquote the polls are saying something else, right? And the thing is, right. polls are fuck as we've learned, are yes. not a reflection of anything. Because all the polls require you to ask the fucking question, and if the person asking the question is a white middle aged guy, he's gonna ask. So what nationality are you? What ethnicity are you? What um, how, what's your level of education? And do you care about these four things that we've always cared about? And right. the thing is, what people care about is radically changing. Mm-hmm. What people's demographic means to them is radically changing. Identity politics does not look like what people think that it does. No. Like it's simply not enough that you are Asian and college educated and make X, Y, Z. There's other shit happening. And if you're not asking the question, the pollsters and every single sort of op-ed, every single podcast I've been listening to are simply astounded. They're baffled. They don't understand why the polls are not reflecting what what real voters want. Jesus Christ. I know. And I'm like, okay, dem pollsters, how come the GOP had these exit polls so fucking correct? Mm-hmm. Why? Why did they have them correct? Because they're actually listening to people and actually asking the questions that are going to get accurate answers. Why don't we? I mean, this is like one of those things where I remember I was. Uh, go, it's um to me, it's a classic Liz Lemon moment when she goes back to her reunion and she realizes maybe she was the bitch. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like That's maybe, it. maybe pollsters, maybe you're the fucking bitch. Maybe you need to stop <laughs> pointing fingers. Is like the the population is really not giving us the answers we want. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're not giving us the answers and the questions that we need to ask. And it's like, well, maybe it's because you're not asking the questions. Maybe you yeah. need to stop seeing people as a monolith inside of a repo- inside of a party that we tout ourselves as being an umbrella, a such a huge tent, right? Inviting everybody. It's not. It's not. You, once we once we finally get to that and allow ourselves to understand that this is not a single singular. We can't have two parties. There's just too many different types of people. Yeah. Like, if you were in Sweden and everyone looked like Sven, then you could have two parties. Yeah. Because guess what? There's not a lot of difference happening in that country. It's pretty homogenous. But in this fucking country, 
to have two parties is still, that's white supremacy. A two-party system is white supremacy. And you really have to look at who is in the lead in all of these and who's still holding all the money. I always liken it back to royalty and the monarchs of the old ages. Uh We just have spun out monarchs to millionaires. We're not, it's not that different what we're living in. You know, like Mm -hmm. serfdom and, you know, paying our taxes up towards the fucking nobles. Like, we're still doing that. We think we're not. You know, we kind of placate it. It says, oh, it's a capitalist society. Anyone could become a monarch. Sure. (laughs) Technically, (laughs) yes. But you out here killing some people just because of the way they look. So maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. After this Georgia runoff, which I am going to be helping with, I have donated. I am going to be calling people. I've called people for a Wisconsin local race. And guess what? It was fucking hard. I, yeah. I in one hour I would talk to maybe six people and four out of six people would scream at me and say fuck you <laughs> don't call me so it's hard work yeah uh, but I I am gonna do this front of runoffs and in January I am gonna hit the streets but this has to end yeah I'm sick of this I want to go I want I don't, I don't even want to go quote back to regular life because I don't even know what the fuck that means anymore. Well, yeah. I just don't want to pay attention to our democracy dissolving in front of my face. Yeah. I don't want to see that anymore. Either take it over and become Venezuela or fucking fix it. I mean, I the level of engagement that our democracy is clearly needs, like it's sort of all encompassing. Like, I mean, as citizens, we sort of have this responsibility to, one, remain engaged. These are clearly lessons we're all learning, right? We, we, have, we need to be stay engaged. We need to be invested. And we also, sadly enough, need to stay vigilant. Like, it's yeah. not just about being engaged and stuff like that, but we also have to remain vigilant in that there will be these overreaching grabs for power it seems yeah as long as yeah. mitch mcconnell or whoever is in his stead whoever he decides to inject his blood and soul into unsuspectingly because he's clearly i mean if you've seen his hand something untoward, what's with that zombie hand untoward is happening if you guys do not know what we're talking about google mitch mcconnell's hand Go- okay i'm gonna google it right now because this shit is i saw it the other day when he was talking Crazy. he tries to hide it he does when initially he wasn't he thought that people wouldn't notice and someone God, I mean, we were talking shit about the media, but God loved the fourth estate sometimes because it's like someone was like, someone truly was one of us, Peter, and raised his hand and was like, what's up with your hand, Mitch? Yeah, this dude's fucking mouth and hands. What are you, What is this disease? I looked it up. What is it? No explanation. Shut up. Are I you serious? I looked it up. I Google image. The just- cut did a thing on it. Did they? Yeah. What it could be. Early- um, but okay, they are in. First of all, let me just say, Mitch McConnell's uh, people are saying there's nothing wrong with himself. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out I mean, there as okay, a yes, counterpoint. Yeah, as a counterpoint, <laughs> because again, we cannot even agree on a reality. We yes. cannot even agree. It's like it's some crazy. Like it's like when um. Uh, you know when someone would take your hand and start hitting you, and then they'd be like, "Why are you hitting yourself?" 
Like that's that, gaslighting one hundred and one. Yes, that's where we are as a, as a democracy. That we're at the why you're hitting yourself. Yeah. Kind, like I mean, it's crazy. But if you guys do not know, look, Google it. Mitch McConnell's hand looks like like someone. Spe- it looks a, dead. A, like looks like someone special effects a zombie hand onto his body. Chincha, yeah. yeah. Like it, this looks like my Harabaji's hands when he was dying in the hospital. Yes. And I would hold on to it, yes. and he's like on a breathing tube. Yeah. This is what it looks like. It's like it looks like um like if you've ever seen uh victims of like burns, <laughs> yes, that are yeah, dead, exactly. Not even alive. This is not this is not because alive burn victims. There's like blood going there, so it's red. This looks like a dead, frostbitten person. Okay, so I'm on health.com, and they they also said that they reached out to McConnell's team, and they said nothing's wrong. But they're saying because just looking at the way it looks, it might be one of these things. Okay. Tell us. And they start off with Death. an injury, okay, <laughs> which is like okay, okay. But he's Recent moving it regularly. Work. He's moving it regularly. He's moving it regularly. Yeah. Um, he, the injury or recent blood blood work, but these are just like you know, yeah. they could have speculation, this wild speculation. Poor blood flow or a vascular disease or having a lung disease could ca- cause that, like COVID. Like COVID, low oxygen levels could also cause that, like COVID. COVID. Also, cancer. COVID. Um, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> and uh, um, when your platelet count is no, low, it says, you may bruise or bleed a lot very easily in a condition known thrombocytopenia. Okay. Uh, also, liver disease causes this. Sepsis. Sepsis. <laughs> People with sepsis tend to de- develop a cluster of tiny blood spots that look like skin pricks. If ses- uh Okay. Uh, broken blood vessel, Raynaud's disease, which is a rare blood disorder. Okay. Uh, endocarditis, rare heart condition, uh, is an inflammation of the inside lining of the heart chambers, uh, and caused by fungal infection in some cases. Uh, and, uh, petechiae can look like regular bruises. So this is what health.com is saying. I mean, I, my first thought was this looks like like this is a drug reaction. Drug reaction? Like Oh, like he's taking some kind of liver drug yeah, or something. Yeah, or like some sort of heart medication and he took something else and it like resulted in this crazy reaction in his hands. Because he is relatively okay in all, every other way. But it's clear he's doing something. There's some something's not something's so, wrong. He's doing something to supplement. I mean, th- yeah. this is what I think. He's probably taking a heart. My okay. So I did this research. Or blood was, thinner. Yes, he's taking some yeah. sort of like blood thinner or thing something for his heart, cholesterol, right? And then he gets the infusion of the young boy's platelets or whoever <laughs> he's whoever he's fucking succubusing, right, to maintain his <laughs> whatever. And then it was like, it must have been the, like the, the blood of too pure a boy. And so it like created this like horrible reaction. That's what I thought because yeah, I did this research. That, it, I, it was inconclusive and I made yeah. up this. Okay. That's, I mean, you know what? Without enough evidence, that's as good as we're going to get. And that's, that's what is wrong with what we're doing with right America. now is wrong with America. Yeah. So please don't listen to us. Do your own research. How about that? But I mean, it's truly insane. Like this, I mean, like even with this Mitch McConnell stuff, like I said, why do we even talk, start talking about it? <laughs> we're so sick of him. And he's, 
if we don't win these runoffs, it's four years of gridlock again. Oh, I remember now. It was because Mitch McConnell will do whatever he can. He'll even uh, he'll do anything. I mean, he's clearly yeah. dying, and he's still dragging his ass yes. up there in order to maintain control. I Here's mean, what like, I think happened. I think um, I think Satan came to him, <laughs> or the Grim Reaper, yes. which he calls himself. By the way, yes, he has. Um, oh God, it's just you can't even write this thing. <laughs> I think some kind of demonic force came to him and was like, all right, dude, let's go. It's time to go. You know? Yeah. And he, he looks over at Elaine Chow, you know, who's like laying on a pillow full of cash. <laughs> and he's like, give me, give me one more year. And this was last year. Give me one more year. Let me usher in a new era of evil and misinformation and absolute gaslighting on good and honest working people. I will do your bidding. Give me one more year. And I think this demon said, you'll get six months. And I think that's what it is. I think he's made a deal with the devil and he's got six months to deliver us. And here we are. We're at month six. I think it runs out January 20th. I think we have to, I think we have to make sure that that demon doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to <laughs> I mean like it's there when, when every time this is this is the thing I don't really want to engage in this kind of like um speculation or something like that but then Mitch McConnell comes out with a fucking dead hand and is trying to That's act like I nothing's mean. happening and it just makes and then it when crazy people ask what's wrong he's like absolutely nothing's nothing. wrong bitch I'm looking yeah. at that like what are you talking about? And this Your hand looks like a fucking sweet potato. What are you talking What's about? Happening? Like a yam. What happened? What's your yam hand? What is your yam hand? It's not even a regular sweet potato. It's like a gogoma. It's no, a gogoma. A, a gogoma. Yeah, like dark. Yeah. The outside when it gets like purple and dark. It's a different. It's a Korean sweet potato is different than a regular. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's gogoma. I don't know what the American word for. You're it. from Kentucky. Your your lips sh shouldn't be aubergine. <laughs> This is not right. <laughs> Aubergine. <laughs> a beautiful color. Not right. Out All right. We're, we're, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. My name is Esther Choi. I am the chef of Mukbar and Miss You in New York City. And Esther Choi. This is Esther Choi of Mukbar in New York City. Hey, guys. My name is Esther Choi. I'm... Salad is not fermented. I have celery and napa that I have salted for about half an hour, and then you rinse it and then you squeeze it out, and you'll get something like this. Some chopped garlic, go straight in, a little bit of ginger, chili flakes. This is kuchikaru, but you can use whatever chili flakes you have. Fish sauce, some vinegar, one, a little bit of acid, sesame oil. Toasted sesame seeds. And then um, just a little bit of sugar to balance it out. <sighs> All right, we're back. We're back. Um, <laughs> let's move on to some uh, lighter things. All right, yeah. lighter topics. Um, and in this case, it's going to be rape and murder. <laughs> now, I. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> This story I saw on Next Shark and I my eyes bulged out of my fucking head. So this story is about a, a guy named Lee Chun-jae mm -hmm. 
a 57-year-old South Korean prisoner confessed his murder and rape crimes to police last year, but he started publicly discussing it for the first time this past Monday. The serial killer guy. And he, yeah, serial killer. Mm-hmm. He has admitted to killing 14 women and children in a case that became known as uh, Korea's most infamous serial killings in modern history. Mm-hmm. The murders took place in this village, in this Shigor village called Hwasong, Gyeonggi mm-hmm. province, in Hwasong. Uh, and uh, it inspired Bong Juno's movie Memories of Murder. Did not watch that movie. No, yet, I didn't either. But uh, now I'm very, very interested. <laughs> In the 1980s, uh, uh, these murders took place, and someone was actually uh, uh, taken into custody. This guy, only known as Yoon. Was, take, was put behind bars for 20 years for the alleged murder of a 13-year-old girl in 1988. Oh. <sighs> what a year. What a year for Korea. <laughs> Olympic. Amazing. Hodori <laughs> year. You know? <laughs> great, great year for Seoul. Yeah. Bad year for this guy, Yoon, because he got <laughs> arrested for killing this 13-year-old girl. Now, um... Lee Chun-jae, the actual murderer, admitted to killing that 13-year-old girl as well as others and confessed in front of Yoon on Monday. He revealed that he was actually questioned by the police multiple, multiple times. Yeah. But they let him go because he wasn't carrying an ID. Mm. That's such a crazy... (laughs) What is happening? Maybe that's the way they do it down in Hwasong, but that seems crazy to me. He, and I quote, he said, I still don't understand why I wasn't a suspect. Crimes happened around me, and I didn't try hard to hide things. So I thought I would get caught easily. (laughs) This guy said there were hundreds of police forces. I bumped into detectives all the time, but they always asked me about people around me. Wow. So this dude is waiting around to get caught. Yeah, wants to get caught. Fucking wants to. Desperately needs to. Yeah. So I guess he felt bad about this guy Yoon who took his fucking, you know, took the rap. who took the yeah. took the rap for him. He said, "Quote, I am the real criminal. I sincerely apologize, Mr. Yoon, who was falsely charged with the killing. I committed and served prison time. I wish for the eternal rest of the victims and apologize to the bereaved families and all of those involved in those cases." Wow. He was called a Hwasang strangler, almost com- committed, also committed about 30 sexual crimes on top of that. Oh man. Now, what do you make of this? This guy is now coming out and saying, I did it. Mm-hmm. I am sorry. And I am sorry to those people. Why? I mean, well, one, he's been in jail for a long time. Two, Koreans, their, their relationship with violence is very interesting. Uh. Like specifically like rape and stuff like that. It is very much demonized in the culture, all this stuff, but also <laughs> in the day to day. Like, so much domestic violence is oftentimes, like, dismissed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's much bigger deal now. And it's part yes. of the reason why he probably came out. Because he knew that it would be treated differently. Or maybe it was just because he thought he was, he's bored. And this is, like, COVID. And he's like, oh, I got, I'm looking for a book deal, baby. Like, you know. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, but it's really true. Like, it, it's like, it's, you know, I've realized this. K-dramas are, like three years ahead of what like mm. the rest of the country will feel about stuff. Okay. 
Like yeah. it's like it normalizes things or like puts things into the culture, pushes boundaries, pushes boundaries and then like it kind of trickles down. There's more of it. More kids kind of understand. And then they tell, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and I think. I guess that is the role of arts. Art, yes. Anyway. To feel and to be the canaries in the coal mine and to die first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand deaths. Yeah. So you may sell your Tide Pods. <laughs> And so that someday you can come out to your parents in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's really like because even the way that um, sexual harassment in the workplace has been treated instead of K-dramas is incredibly behind where the culture yeah. currently stands. Like, yes. I the only reason why I kind of have some insight into this is because my cousin in Korea works in construction. She works in construction management. That's like her master's degree. It's very weird. Okay. Uh, very unusual. Uh, very difficult for her to find a job. And when she was on there. Like she's on site? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, Progressive. Her story about it, about why she wanted to do this is very beautiful. It's because, you know, in Korea, people like the biggest thing is to like um, buy an apata. Like apata. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then you can buy, you know, no one calls it a condo, but, you know, you buy like the way that apartment and down payments work in Korea is very different. Like mm -hmm. it's a lot of money even to rent. Huge upfront. Huge upfront cost. Very little uh, monthly. Monthly month. But you have to have yeah. a lot of money. So it's like right. a huge barrier to entry, like to owning anything. Yes. Um, yes. Very intentionally that way. So, but this is like in the 90s where they had lived in the Shigor and they moved to Seoul and they were like living in a place and they bought instead of a development. So she would go every day, her and her family would go and watch the building be built. Oh. Every layer, every floor and watch it go up. And then like they finally saw their apata, like their floor. And uh -huh. she remembers like that experience. That's why she became a yes. construction manager. Yeah. Wow. Like it's yeah. very like, it's like a very visceral memory she has about like, a place and a home and like how mm. important she felt it was to provide that for somebody else. Cool. Yes. Cause in Korea, they, they don't treasure it. Like any, basically like if that people, if that building is old enough, they just raise it and then build a new one. They do not have a connection to architecture. Oh really? No. Like if it's, it's oh. like, they just, they just start they just again. Rebuild? They just rebuild. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what I remember. Yes. It's the reason why, I mean, have you ever seen a single, like, Korea, it's like every single, like all like the, I remember the new pokey sticks. They all come individually wrapped. I was like, who the fuck does this? this is so cra crazy. It's crazy. I know. I just bought some Korean snacks at Galleria, and I'm like, how much plastic is fucking in this, and why? The like the first bag comes in a plastic bag, and then the yeah. big bag is, and then each little thing is wrapped in another plastic thing. Right, yes. and the whole thing is in a ziploc, yeah. and you know, it's just like too many fucking. What is this? Make sure that you don't eat too much. It's very Japanese. Yes, it is. It is. Like it's very individually wrapped, uh, wrapped everything. So yeah, like her connection to this was very real, but she works in a very male-dominated industry. Clearly. Right. So it was very difficult for her to find a job, very difficult for her to get into any sort of positions of power. And it's radically changed very recently. Very More recently. More women in the workforce? No, they just don't hate oh. her. <laughs> <laughs> They're just letting her have a job. <laughs> just come to work. Yeah. And like wow. not uh, be demeaning to her. I mean, they're still, you know, but like. It's just well, her life is a is a is a fucking revolution itself. Yes, I mean that's but, very cool. But like, it's that sort of the small transgress. I mean, so like, 
up until X amount, like domestic violence was very easily dismissed. Right. And women, women getting killed. You're saying women getting killed just wasn't taken that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's the same here, really. It's the same yeah, here. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Most I mean, murder, Kavanaugh, yeah, you know, yeah, most yeah. Mur- mo- most murders are women, and more importantly, they're like all by people that they know, and it's yeah. like it's usually the husbands. Yeah, usually the husband, yeah. and it's usually not a surprise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's oh, like. God. You know, it's, I mean, so this type of systematic violence is so uncharacteristic. Like there's only been very, there's been very few um, serial killers in both places I, I from like documented anyway. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You rarely hear about this kind of stuff in Korea. Yes. Um, this type either of it's like, yeah. yeah, this type of violence. And I wondered if it was culturally just not our thing yeah. or it was just underreported. Either way, this is a huge thing for someone to come out and say, I killed all these people. And more importantly, that he's sorry for it. He doesn't, he didn't have to say any of this. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to apologize. He could have just lived his whole life, bumped into detectives and investigators every day. And just, but I guess, I guess for a killer's mind, I guess for him, he it was worse to not get caught. Yeah, I mean, that's a very, um, this sort of, that is one of the few sort of American parts of this guy. Because I, I read this and it was like, yeah. the need to be recognized, like that's a very, yeah. because everything else, I mean, so there's been a few uh, in Korea, there's like this one guy in Korea and then there's another, I think there's maybe two or three in Japan. Uh, um, th- I mean, those are the only two that I like have really looked up. I don't know about China, um, but you know, that's too, that's like so big. I mean, also, I don't know China, like what that would look like, have a serial killer. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, because, mean? because how would it be different? I, cause I don't know what like the relationship between, I don't know enough about China and I don't know the relationship between the populace and the police, uh, like law and okay. order there is like a, right, a lot right. more of like a. It looks different because of the state and all that stuff, you know? Right, right, right. You know, right like, it's yeah. like kind of like what would look like in East Germany, like during, you know, like what what does that look like? Do right. people report or say anything to them, you know? Right. Do they have any power? Yeah. Or what? Like, yeah. is it mad? I mean, like, what function of the government are they? Um, right. So, but in Japan, it's the same thing. This kind of goes back to what we talked about last week about like shame. I feel like that's such a huge part of why people are not like. Like this type of like this ego ego driven killing. Uh oh, I see, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. To feel it's just power. not part of our it's not part of our cultural DNA. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, I'm looking at um Lee Chunje, the murderers, mm-hmm. high school graduation photo, and I'm looking at it and this dude's a fucking killer. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Maybe I have a knack for these things, but anytime someone's like, oh, this person raped or this person killed. Uh-huh. Or, and you put them on TV. I'm looking at them like, how could you not say? If if someone looked like that in my building, I would citizen arrest them right now with like some shoelace or something. I mean, that's conf- tie them up to a fucking. <laughs> that's confirmation bias shit. You're like, you already know he's a killer, and they're like, I don't he care. Looks like a killer. No, 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 no <laughs> dog. I'm serious. This guy, I'm looking at him. This is killer eyes. And I'm not talking, the eyes have no soul behind it. You know that vacant stare yeah, yeah. that killers have or sociopaths yeah, have yeah. where they don't connect emotionally to other humans? Mm-hmm. This is that face. 
This is that face. And you know when they released those photos of the militia men in Michigan who were, who were about to kidnap the governor? Yes. When they released those faces? Yeah. I said, those are all killer faces. Not one of them are cute. You know what I mean? Like, not one. And what is it with killers? You And I'm not talking about, like, Marilyn, not Marilyn Manson. What's his name? Char- Charles Manson. Char- Charles Manson, who is, like, you know, objectively hot, I guess. Ted or Bundy. Like Ted Bundy. Hot, yeah. right? But they, those weren't killers. They didn't kill. Bundy Ted, killed. Uh, Ted Bundy killed. Ted Bundy killed. Did Ted Bundy do more than the... Uh, Wait, I'm thinking about the Unabomber. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was hot. Yes. Yes, Ted Bundy was hot. I will say Ted Bundy was hot. Yeah. But most of these kind of like criminal sociopath people, not hot. The Menendez I brothers seen, were hot. You are obsessed with the Menendez brothers and they were, <laughs> I don't think they were hot. I don't, I really disagree with you on this. I don't think they were hot. Okay. I mean, they're they're not unattractive. They're not unattractive. I, I will say that. But hot? I don't know about that. I mean, if they... Let, let's like imagine the Menendez brothers in a nice suit driving up in a Lamborghini. Yeah. I guess if it's like 1993 and I'm like coked up. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. You gotta see them through 1993 eyes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because now they wouldn't be shit. But Jincha, I do. I think I do have like a face for killers. Uh, not a face, eyes. I have eyes for killers. I could pick them out. Someone put me to use, please. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We should, someone write an SVU for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He could just tell. <laughs> and then Peter barges into the interrogation room. He's like, he's a killer. I can. T- <laughs> I can tell by his eyes. And then look at his face. You ugly. <laughs> And then the episode's just over 10 minutes in. <laughs> dun, dun. Executive producer Dick Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. But anyway, I'm glad that the family members might have gotten a little closure out of this situation. I mean, that's the most you can really ask for. It's been so long since these killings happened. But um, yeah, what a, I, not a cool thing, but it must feel good for people to get an answer. Okay, so yeah, my thing today was going to be about Veterans Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today's also 11-11. Yes, yes. It's a make yeah. a wish, I guess, right? Make a wish. Um, <laughs> I'm going to wish for just a year of peace. I want to wish for you to get a guest star on this SVU. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll sacrifice peace for a guest star role. Um, so this the it is Veterans Day, and uh-huh. something I was realizing as I was like engaging with some content today about Veterans Day and like reflecting is one how many uh, Korean War veterans there are. It's kind of crazy. There, I mean, more people died there in Vietnam, and it's like it's the it's the war. It's like a, it's not even a war officially inside of American history. I think it's like a conflict, like uh, officially. But so many people died there. So many veterans came through there. It's the reason why there are so many Korean women here. The was responsible for such a huge block of immigration in the eighties, um, and. It's like a it's also responsible for a great deal of half of people in this country right now. Um, yeah. 
and just the role that Korean War had. And so I was thinking it was like, did any Korean people, Korean Americans that lived here serve in the Korean War? Um, and one did <laughs> from my, <laughs> from my, what? just one, I, like only one that was worth being on Wikipedia. And then everything else I read was like a very small number. So like, I okay. don't think, I think anyone that was a Korean speaking, uh, Korean American at the time usually went into intelligence. So like, I don't think there's that many uh, numbers on that. Um, okay. you know, okay. like breaking code and stuff. Um, yeah. So and then there is like a um, a person that we have featured before. Uh, he his name is um Cho Young Yok Kim, uh-huh. uh, Kim Young Yok, and he's like the he's a very famous guy in California. He, there's like a middle school named after him. He's a kick ass Korean from back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there is another man, but he wasn't in the Korean War. He served in World War Two. Oh. But he has the unique distinction of being the only Korean American fighter, uh, a fighter pilot in World War II that achieved the rank of ace. What's that rank? Okay, so a fighter ace is a military aviator um, that's credited with shooting down five or more enemy aircraft during combat. Whoa! Yeah, kind of cool. Shooting down, yes, five or more aircraft, and this bitch enlisted it's crazy it's crazy he and and also crazy because in world war ii fighter pilots like died a lot like all the time like not even just from like enemy things it was just like the plane just would blow up like it's you know, just mechanical mechanical error, error. like it was just a yeah, dangerous they thing they ran out of gas they ran out of gas like the shit would just start splintering apart you know and yeah. this is an he became he enlisted in 1938 all right, so wow. he shot down a total of six enemy work uh, aircraft and eventually um, like rose to command the 52nd Fighter Group. Okay? Cool. And um, he like received several whatever. This bitch grew up in Boise, Idaho. Huh? Yeah, on a farm. I assumed a farm, but yes. Boise. Boise. Damn. And so, like, he didn't even... Might be the only Korean out of Boise. Yeah. I mean, like, it's crazy because, like, if you think... It's just, like, like what kind of people will go out there? It's it's really wild. And so, he, yeah. out of high school, he joined the military, but he was not even trying to be a pilot. He just wound up participating in the pilot program uh, exam in 1940. <laughs> like it, I, And this it, is the guy... This is the Captain... Fred, Fred Orr, yeah, Fred Orr, Orr. Yes, yes, and so he he fought. He received a lot of citations, a lot of awards. Like he got like an Oak Leaf Cluster, Bronze Star Medal, all this shit. Oh, wow. Um, and then after this, he became a dental surgeon in a Chicago. <laughs> Come on, stop! Are like, you serious? Yes. After shooting down five <laughs> warplanes, six, 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 living through all of that. Coming from Boise, and he was like, "Oh, you know Damn. what? I'm going to go to dental school and then become a sur- dental surgeon in Chicago. Like it's the most immigrant Damn. shit ever." And this is happening <laughs> in the '60s, you know. Wow. So there, outside of all that, I was just like, "This is an interesting thing about um, current status of um, Asian Americans in the military." Because mm. the thing about it is, so as I was researching this, this is a testament to one. The plurality of Asian Americans in our country, right? Because like we represent a very distinct kind of segment of Asian Americanness, Korean specifically, Korean Americanness. Um, 
in recent years, okay, so Asian Americans are 3.49% of the national population that are aged between 18 and 24, okay, of the youngs. Mm. So it's we're 3.9, so almost 4%, okay? <clears throat> I, I would venture to say it's closer to six because we don't like opening doors for census yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> we are very underreported. So, so we can assume that of the <clears throat> 3.4, 18 to 24 Asian Americans that answered the census, yeah. there's yeah. at least three more percent yeah. that were hiding. hiding the fucking, <laughs> yeah, under the bed next to the cash. <laughs> or refused to leave their SAT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> index cards alone and refuse to answer yeah. the door yes exactly <laughs> but but saying that they're 3.49 percent of the population 18 to 24 asian americans right they yeah. account for nine to ten percent of the class at fucking west point wait what yeah, dude. Almost ten percent of West Point, Point graduation graduates are Asian American. Asian American. <gasps> Whoa, that's a cool stat. It's, I never even fucking thought. And so, and there's also wait. Did I ever tell you about my young? Not my young, but this young I knew from high school. No. Who went to West Point? Really? He went to West Point. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah. He's from Bronx Science. He was a smart guy. Yeah. Tall. I'm sure. You know, hot volleyball player went to West Point. Yeah. By November, before Thanksgiving, he got kicked out, expelled. You know why? Because he, he donched his friend. Dongjim! He, he, gave his, <laughs> he gave his friend a donchip, and he got kicked out of West Point uh, for sodomy. <laughs> if you don't know what donchip means, it's a thing that like Korean people do to each other. It's like, what, it's like boys like being homoerotic, which is a lot of Korean boys. Yes. You take your fingers, you put them in into a like a point, a prayer hand. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I've only seen it in like a gun like this. Like, yeah, yeah. two fingers yeah. and then you, don't cheap, and then you poke another guy's butthole. Yeah. And, you know, in hopes that they would get scared slash feel emasculated. And yeah. then you all laugh, laugh and laugh and laugh. And that's the whole game. <laughs> and his white friend did not obviously grow up getting don't cheap. Yeah. So he reported it to the fucking, um, what is it called? Dean of whatever, yeah. school, uh, the school, the major like, or whatever. Like West Point HR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he got expelled within two months of getting accepted. This is when cultural. Okay. So this, I, what's crazy is I started also watching Kim's Convenience. Okay. And there is literally an episode about Dong Jib. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and then him trying to explain to his boss what it is. And, yeah, yeah. Who? Simu? No. Um, or Jung? Uh, yeah. He he did like yeah. Uh, the son. Yes. To yeah, the yeah. son to <clears throat> like the character named Kimchi in the show, and I he's hate like that character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's trying to explain it to a. Uh, she's um, his boss and he's like yeah. he's been accused of a, a harassment yes and he's like you know it's that harassment I'm just sticking my fingers in his butthole <laughs> 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 because it is it's really wild I mean there is a lot of stuff it's like that. wild it's so wild because you could you could do that as a professional suit wearing businessman yeah. in Seoul yeah. and no one would fucking blink I mean like even the, the flick you could yeah. just like flick someone's head 
and that guy would not be anything. Yeah. It, it's, There's so much it's physical so violence, like small. Yes. I guess it. I, I mean, if you're not from Korean culture, it doesn't seem small. It's not small. I think we gaslight ourselves culturally to say that it's small. To get something shoved into your butthole when you're not expecting it, that is it's shocking. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. It's only funny because we are told to say we are told to laugh about it. No, I remember the first time I saw it was at church. I, this is crazy. This, I never, always this doesn't this. happen to girls. No, it this doesn't happen to girls. I never saw it happen to a girl. Never. Never saw it. That would be harassment. Yeah. Boy to boy. All the time. That's just silliness. I saw it. I, I mean, I saw it all the time at church. Like I saw it at. Like, you know, after church, you have, like, the food sharing part. Like, yeah. I'd yeah. see it all the time there. Like, yeah. And, like, sometimes you see, like, the other thing would be you'd poke. Like, the, it would be, like, a clap and then the uh-huh. poke. Clap, poke. <laughs> oh, my God. One time I saw uh, a young do dongchi yeah. and then open up his hand to, like, spread the butt cheeks open. And I was like, that's horny. That's... <laughs> I'm turned on. <laughs> but I mean, that's what's wild. It's like, I mean, that's cultural competency shit. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because like, if you don't that, know. That 10% uh, uh, West Point stat is, is blowing my mind, actually. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, there's a disproportionate number of them entering like all. I mean, so basically it's West Point's obviously not the best example for this. But like a lot of Asian Americans that yeah. don't come from upper socioeconomic backgrounds like mm-hmm. this is how you go to college. This is how you rise. Yeah, yeah. This my brother, my youngest brother, went went into the Marines. Yeah, I mean that's how. Yeah. Oh, the Marines specifically, because there was a disproportionately low number of Asian Americans entering, have made an effort to recruit to recruit Asian Asians. Asians. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was the Marines' birthday the other day on 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 Tuesday yesterday. I mean, like it's it is a definite thing, and it's like wow. the same reason why African Americans represent a disproportionate number of um, right, the right. enlisted men inside of the inside of the army. I mean, the, just in terms of Veterans Day and just like the service people, like we can hate America and everything it stands for, but like again, the people going, you know, it's like it's it's people that look like us, um, yeah. You know, that people that don't come from things and like are trying to their best to rise. And, you know, it's it, it is just it is just that it is enable people to do that. It's the reason why there's so much money spent on it. Um, and, and it was part of the reason why I heard spiral about this CIA briefing, mm. you know, because. Or, yeah, the, it not happening because shit is happening in the world. You know, and I need Joe Biden to know so he can yeah. write a note to Kamala so she knows what to do when he dies. Let me tell you, though, every time I see Joe. <laughs> when he dies. The ascension. Yeah. The succession plan. The um, uh, I will say, though, watching Joe Biden, just to bring this back to the top of the hour or however long this episode's been going. <laughs> but Joe Biden, every time he gets asked, like, are you worried? What's going to happen? Bob? He, he just smiles. He's like. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's just smiling through, like this dude is nonplussed. I've never seen someone give such like cool grandpa energy. Like I am not worried at all. 
Yes. That he he is going to be president. I'm grateful and there's I have an adult a feeling in the he's going to go in there. Yeah. I really think he's going to go in there and be like, come on, man, and like choke uh, Trump out with his bare hands. <laughs> I really do. Like, this dude is, he's he's not fucking around. I'll tell you that much. He's no malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not faking the fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for all you Ajima heads out there. That was about 20 episodes ago. Oh, God. All right. We'll be right back with Kick-Ass Koreans. Um, I think for me, I like to definitely keep um, the flavors very traditional when it comes to Korean food, uh, just because that's what I like to eat. Like chefs want to cook what they want to eat. And that for me is has always been Korean food. Like I want to eat Korean food literally 24 seven, that's all I crave. And um, I've been told my palate is like super like ajoshi and harmony put together. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I love, I, I just love the f- traditional flavors of Korean. That's what really gives me a lot of inspiration, like watching um, Korean documentaries on food. Uh, that's what I like to do on my free time. And I get really inspired by like very, very traditional way of like, cooking Korean food. All right, we're back with Kick-Ass Koreans. Okay. My Kick-Ass Korean today uh, is none other than Ashley Park, at Ashley Park Lady on Instagram. She is a Tony slash Grammy nominated actress from uh, the Mean Girls musical and also The King and I. Uh, thoroughly modern Millie. She's reprising a role she did when she was young. Oh my gosh. Currently plays Mindy Chen in Emily in Paris and has an absolute killer voice. Are you watching Emily in Paris? No. Oh. What? You're not? <laughs> no. Unji, you should watch it. It's fun. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Wait. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's good, but it's fun. Okay. Like it's like it's kinda like watching like uh, to them, like K drama a little bit, okay. but like in in that way where it's kind of like a little um, hyperbolized and soapy. Okay, but um, I love that young and cute. But I've heard and, so and, many and, people being like, "It's just bad." It is bad, as in like this should have. If if okay, let me just say this: it's bad because it's out in 2020, and fucking Michaela Cole is making shit. Right. Okay. So, yes, it's bad compared to the context of where we are today. No, but I mean, if as this like came a, out in if, if, like, as no, like if a this bad came out show, in 2012. Yeah. No, if this came out in 2012, people would be all over it. OK. Yeah. So it's like a as good bad that, show. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's exactly it. Because yes. the way that people were talking, I was like, is this a bad, bad show? No, no, no. You're rolling your eyes because you're like, oh, my God. But it's like candy. You know, yeah. it's like sexy and a little bit of drama and a little like it's just like fluff. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's fluff. Okay. It's like it. It kind. It's kind of like Record of Youth. You finished Record of Youth, right? Oh, I love Record of Youth. Yeah, you. Record of Youth was like fluffy, cutesy. Like there was nothing super soapy or dramatic about no. it. No one was anyone's fucking cancer patient. No. You know what I mean? No one was a long lost mom. No. Or, you know, like it's none of that. It's very like contemporary cute. Yeah, I mean, I was pissed that they only kissed. At the beginning, they gave us that, and then they never yeah. kissed again. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Can we By watch the way, did fuck? you like how it wrapped up? No, I I did not like how. I just thought it was too clean. 
Yeah, I wanted to see yeah. the, if, if you're going to give us them kissing that way where he leans back in that early. Yes, yes. You got to. I, I, I want some over the over the pants action. I want her to sit <laughs> in his lap. I want <laughs> escalation. Let's raise the fucking stakes, bitch. This is screenwriting 101. <laughs> well, you will see it in Emily in Paris. You will see some over the pants stuff. You will see a lot of sex. I want to grind. And I guess what? Grind. They're fucking in Paris, which is even better. Yeah. Um, she actually sings in this uh, in the show, and she sounds so good. Oh, she's and amazing. I, at first, have you ever amazing. watched? Have you, there, if you guys ever do a deep dive on her, there is a YouTube of her doing. Um, I think it's from. She's she's singing from the King and I, uh, her like solo, okay. And she also does a variety of other things with her regular accompanist. Uh huh. Maybe she can sing. She could sing. Like this bitch fucking belts. Yes. And I'm not talking about like ooh, Ariana Grande no, 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 soft no. voice. Like it's not a the bitch could hit song. the back of the room yes. and then the, it, it comes back to the front this of the is room. This a broad way. Honey, this is a Broadway actress. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She doesn't need to be mic'd ever. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. The cooler thing about her is that she was born in Glendale, which mm-hmm. is right over here, uh, in LA. But she grew up in Ann Arbor. She attended Pioneer High School, which all my Ann Arbor friends went to, mm-hmm. and also attended U of M. She's a Wolverine. I knew I loved her. <laughs> they discussed. <laughs> She's so dope, and she also has an incredible story. So get this: sophomore year in high school, when this she was fifteen, story, she yeah. was. She was diagnosed mm-hmm. with this uh, this rare cancer called acute myeloid leukemia and was hospitalized for eight months, missing school at sophomore year. What a fucking tragedy. Um, and then she, she was part of the Make-A-Wish program, so she made a wish. And the wish was for her and her family to go to New York City and see the Broadway production of A Chorus Line, The Lion King, yes. Spring Awakening, yes, yes. Wicked, Wicked. So she did the whole thing. Uh-huh. And she said, in quotes, my cancer experience is, I think, the reason I do theater. Yes. As soon as I was out of the hospital, all I wanted to do is be around people. And not only did she survive this cancer because she, I, I don't know if it's because, but I think it has a lot to, to do with who she is now. She is a huge social activist and philanthropist. She's working with MPOW. She worked with MPOW in prison creative arts program while an undergraduate at Michigan. She currently is involved with Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, Covenant House, Actors Fund, you name it. She is so cool mm-hmm. and she is fucking kick-ass. Follow her immediately on Instagram. and watch yeah. Emily in Paris immediately. And she's one of these bitches that uh, have an Instagram but only has like six to eight pictures. Oh, really? She deleted yeah, that's shit. that's like cool now. Yeah. She deleted that's everything. Like, yeah. Or, or yeah, she, she keeps it tight. Yeah, because she. Which this is, must I be new. That. This must be only post Emily in Paris, because this was not her before. Oh, really? She had more before. Oh, yeah, she had way more. Wait, oh. this, I see. Wait, yeah. there's this, there's way more. Ashley Park Lady. She on Instagram. She has a lot. Oh, she has more. Yeah. Oh, maybe I just couldn't scroll under because I was on the <laughs> uh, on the. Uh, I I see what happened. I, I'm on a desktop, so I, I couldn't keep scrolling. Whoops. <laughs> well, maybe she's not that cool. <laughs> No, I mean she no, is she's very, very cool. cool. Yeah. She's very cool. I mean she also she also had um very much had a glow up. Uh-huh. Between her King and I and her Mean Girls. She this bitch uh-huh. had a full glow up. And also yes. she I, I mean I did a deep dive on her and I also love every single YouTube video with her. She's so nice and like she does stuff with like other like um cancer kids people like mm. i mean she's it's like an incredible story about her like recovery yeah. and then her deciding to do this full the and her voice is 
incredible. It's clear and strong and passionate. Yeah. And she does these flourishes with her voice that's so pretty that like she's riffing like she she sings I think Chandelier mm-hmm. on um on Emily in Paris. Uh, an excerpt of it and she's doing these beautiful rips that that you've never even heard before and you hear fucking people sing this at karaoke all the time yes but this bitch has, is taking it to a new level I am so thoroughly thoroughly impressed by her I, 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 she's Clark. amazing I mean I will also say amazing. like as more so this actually leads perfectly into my uh, my kick ass Korean who is not a woman or an actress but um I just love seeing different types of Korean faces. Because when yeah. you only watch K-drama, there's one oh. kind of Korean represented. and if It's it, the fist face. It's, it's, a, face. It's, a, it's a fist face. <laughs> it's like the same fucking K, K-pop face. Milky white. K-pop shaved, milky white. Eyes so to the gonchot that yeah. she can't even close them anymore. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, you know I mean? and it's always like, they're, but they're always very plain. Right. It's not like yeah. it, they're just like perfect looking. There's not too much makeup. It's never too much. Yeah. Um, and it's like the same face. But so it's great yeah. that in American cinema yes. that we're seeing the multitude of like various yes. kinds of Korean ass faces, Asian faces, period. Yeah. So it's, yeah, this girl actually has our face. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like chuck yes. Han, yes. yeah, kind of square. Tomeko, like she's. She's yeah, dark. dark and she's dark and square. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I like I'm, that. I'm here for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so what does this have to do with your kick ass? Because career? this is the reason why I've been so into I've been watching drumroll, Kim's Convenience. Oh. People have been pressuring oh, yeah. me to fucking watch this thing and I cannot. It's the same reason why. But I did Are you into it? Yes. You are. I like you it. You like it. I like it okay. because as a store kid. Ah, right. Yes. I know this experience. I uh-huh. hate their accents. It drives me fucking crazy. Like I can, the, see, uh, I can see the actors forgetting to take out the articles. Like yes, they, yeah, they yeah, want yeah. to speak regular English. Regular English, yeah. And the yeah. thing is, because these two are like theater actors. The, yes. You know the story behind Kim's Convenience? It's a play. It was an off-Broadway play. Yes. Yeah, that's my kick-ass Korean. Is the is Who? the the playwright Ins Choi? Ah, now okay. his real name is Insup. Insup, like a very classic Korean name. But yeah. the reason why I'm picking him as a kick-ass is because there is a generation of Korean before us, Peter, like Gen X, right? That experienced um, sort of like isolation and sort of Asian American shame in America very differently. Than you and yeah. I did. And yeah. they're the reason why there are so many Dannys. Is the reason why there are so many Toms. They're like the people that like took their Korean name and then took and had to like change it. And so that's mm-hmm. why the next generation of kids our age have so many have already have anglicized names. Okay. You know? I have an anglicized name. Yeah, but I mean like if you had come over in the seventies, your parents wouldn't have known to do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. I just would have been Sun Min. Yeah. Yeah. But because there's other people that like knew and went through this and like felt yeah, this yeah. inability sure, to sure. assimilate. And so they, right. like, and then in their minds, they were helping us. Right, right, right. Um, like, I mean, my parents were simply just so uneducated that they didn't know an English name. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Like they didn't know what they could call me. They didn't know any English names. Yeah. <laughs> like the only English name they knew was my uncle and his name was Tony. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they just wouldn't fucking know. So, I mean, yeah. like that's, so my mom came alone. There was no one there, mm. you know, at the immigration thing. So she, that's right. my name. Um, right, right. And I never became a citizen. Like when I became a citizen, I had, I, I cannot tell you, Peter, how often I dreamt about becoming a citizen and changing my name. Okay. I was going to ask you, ask you that. Did you have like a handwritten list of American names you wanted? 100, baby. Tell me. Tell me top three, <laughs> please. Because you know what? My mom did the same thing. Yeah. My mom changed. She had a three different English names. Mm-hmm. First, it was Janice. Yes. Then it was Alice. Alice. And then. Wait, first it was Alice, then Janice, then Jennifer. Okay. And now she's back to Alice. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's She's Alice is... Chor now. <laughs> My mom's was Christina, which I was like, Mom, Ooh. why would you pick the the hardest name to say? <laughs> uh... But it's because, like, you know, she, um, as a Catholic, you're just like, oh, you have to pick, like, a saint. Yeah, yeah. So mine were mine when I was young. I wanted uh-huh. to be Cindy. Cindy, because of the Brady Bunch. <gasps> oh, Cindy Kim. Yeah. Okay, I actually see that for you, Cindy Kim. <laughs> and then kind of short, loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly insane. And the other two was uh, when I became when I became baptized and stuff was like Clara Josephine. Claire or Josephine. Clara. And Clara. Uh-huh. My cousin's name is Clara. Yeah. Claire, Claire Kim. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's crazy. Clara or Josephine. Yeah. Okay. And that was my Cindy, company. Clara, Josephine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty names, all of them. I mean, Cindy's, they're awesome. Cindy's the least, like, um, I don't know. Cindy's the most... Uh, 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 TV. Uh, uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, that's just like uh, kind of gen pop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cindy, um, Josephine and Clara sound a little more uh, learned. Maybe they studied abroad. <laughs> yeah, they're both uh, saints that died. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Cindy was a fake person on television. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I was just, I, I like tagged my all of my notebooks with these names, like wow. practicing over and over. How come you been. never did it? Because, you know, by the time I became a citizen and my mom asked me if I wanted to, I'd like, I'd lived too much of a life. I was 20. Yeah. Oh, wow. 20 is too old to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I just yeah. couldn't imagine, like, at that point I was like over it. Being I called something yeah. else. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was, Ooh. I, and I was, yeah. And like, I just, I was okay with my Koreanness at that point and my name. That's great. You know what I mean? I was just like, I was, yeah. I was like, I was fine with it. It was not. By 20, you had, yeah, you, you're, you, Grew into it. I mean, if I was even, I would say, even I was 16, I might have changed yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I didn't. Well, I'm glad you didn't because now it's kind of like special that Korean Americans don't have like anglicized names. There's so many Graces and Jenny Puzz and mm-hmm. Hana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. has that. But oh, wait, wait. So everybody going back it. to, is this Insup Choi? Insup. Who did, yes. who wrote? Kim's convenience, okay. and okay, so he's he was born in seventy four, came at one to Toronto, 
And so he's like literally 10 years older than us. Like he's exactly Gen X, like the beginning of it. Yeah. And this is yeah. the this is why I'm making him my kick-ass Korean because the first time he applied to the fine arts, art, fine arts program at York University, he was rejected. Oh. And then he got a master's and he was forced to do more reading and more um, write more and he got better. And like he continued to do it. That to me is like the fact that he took that and he... In his quote in the Wikipedia article is that he said, simply says, I wasn't talented enough. Wow. But that didn't stop him. And that's the thing is like that I identified so deeply with that because I was like, yeah, I'm not talented enough, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. And that to me is very that's Korean. Awesome. It's like yeah. this. I think about that with myself all the time. Yeah. When I'm doing stuff, I'm like, yeah, I might not be that good at this, but like. I'll get better at this. Trust me. Yeah. I'm going to conquer this. <laughs> I will do it. I will yeah. do it. I can do it. Yeah. And I can do it co- competently. Just get, I, like, yeah. I, I'm not talented. So you got to give me a little more time. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me a little runway. Give me a runway. And then once I get there, it's, you know, it'll be fine. And the, right. and that's the part of it is like that identity, I identify with that very deeply. And that as a Korean American is like one that's some gaslighting we're doing on ourselves about being not being talented, certainly. But it's also because yeah. we don't we didn't exist inside of a culture that could even see what might pass what might be talented, what might be talent for us. Right. And I mean, that is to me like very special. And Kim's convenience, like as a store kid, problems with the accent, problems with a lot of the humor, certainly. But <laughs> but I do like that yeah. the main people are Korean. And I can tell. Minus the brother. Minus the brother. Um, I can tell that I like. And kimchi. And kimchi, who is not clearly not <laughs> Korean. <laughs> but it's like, is that also, by the way, a specific type of Korean he's playing? What? A Filipino? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, also in Toronto specifically, they're representing all the other kinds of immigrant groups. Sure. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I, I like, get what, what it is. Yes. I get what the whole point of yes. it is. As far as authenticity, it's not for me. No. The second I I heard the accent, Appa, Appa. Appa, Appa. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, the, the accent is tough. The accent is tough, man. And, and that's, uh, I want to be, I know no one else cares besides us because we actually know Korean. Yeah. And there are people who don't know Korean that will never care. I know. But there's a part of me that cannot sign off on it because it's so bad. I wish I would still let them use an accent, but just say words completely. Because that's how most Korean people that speak English fluently, like, because like, yeah. like, if you think about it, they're not using Korean in the home. So that means they're speaking English at the home. They would not speak English this broken. Exactly. That's what I mean. And you know, when they're at home, they're speaking in English that sh- it, it, it feels like they're speaking to a white person. Yeah. If you're, if you're speaking that badly, just speak in Korean. Korean. Yeah. So then it, if you're if we're going to suspend that belief, then they should yes. just speak in better in, in better English, still accented. It just that's doesn't have to be That's why it veers towards English. caricature to me. And I know it's it's better than what I'm making it out to be because I've only seen two episodes. Okay. But in those two episodes, I was like, oh, man, do I have it in me to continue? You're saying give it a try, so I'm going to give it a try because it's going on 
to its what fourth or fifth season. Yeah, sixth. It's gonna go. Yeah. They just renewed. You know, it's the top two. Uh, that and Shit's Creed is the top two sh- comedy shows in Canada. I'm telling you, it's it's like it's classic good. sitcom fun. It's not. Right. It's not. I mean, it's it's right. not. Uh, I don't know if it's a, as good as Emily in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> That it's not. I'm just saying that it's like if you want a specific type of family sitcom, yeah, those kind of jokes. I mean, it's like Max is like, oh, you're laughing at this. I was like, you know, I don't fucking care. Like, I like, I, I don't, I know, I don't. I was like, I was telling my friend, I was like, it's amazing. I'm like, it's not good, but it's amazing. Like, it's uh, it makes huh. me feel good. I just like seeing. That's how, okay. Yeah. That's how I feel about Emily in Paris. Yeah. It's just it's not that good, no. but it's it's it makes me feel good. Yeah, like it's like they're yeah. they're talking about stuff. They're talking about like Kyrie Jim. They're like talking yeah. about like food in a way that's like, you know what I mean? It's authentic. Yeah. They have a moksan name. They like have these like things that are touchstones. Yeah. Uh, for relatable, relatable, and but also yeah. they're introducing Korean things, in, you know, yeah. to like a larger population that would have no context. Yeah, yeah. And they're right. doing it you're very right. like seamlessly. They're like not even trying to explain. That's great. I love that. Yeah, I do. I and like I need, that. I need, I need more of that in my shows. So Yes. I, I mean that that, that yeah. alone. I mean, the thing is like I'm so already so I, I could see if I was a Korean person that didn't hang out with a lot of Korean people like this would be especially. But this to me is different like it's like um background. I like it. It's just like yeah, you know, it's fine. It's like as if having SVU on the back. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. it's fine because you know, like you, you and I are like more Korean inside of this one episode. We've said more Korean words in this episode than this ever in any sort of Kim's convenience. But you know, it's fine. I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah, there's a there. You have there's if you are willing to go past the accent, and if you cannot, I do understand because there are sometimes where I still. I it's it was too cringy for the first two episodes, but but you're more sensitive I, to that. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a try. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, that's my kick-ass Korean. Um, Hell yeah. yeah! Check out Kim's Convenience. Check out Emily in Paris. Um, <laughs> two shows that our kick-ass Koreans are representing, and yeah, you know what? The world is crazy right now, and it is a tough time to even be focused. But having this kind of fluff in the background. Is really nice. It is. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.